Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion oh, clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Nightmare. Hello, hello, hello. Good day, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles right here on Told You That and Petrax Radio. Ah, I am Ron Kulik, your host, and with me is that chap all the way across the phone. That Steve Parson fella. Hey, what's up, mate? Nothing. Right, there you go. Moving on. What? Moving right on. <laughs> so, how, when's the so when's the cookery show? Damn you, Steve Parson! You ruined my dreams. Listen, as I, I said earlier today, I can postpone. Too late. Too late. Everything's planned. Ah, oh, ah. Oh. Me at a cooking show. Can you imagine it? Haunted cooking oh. show. Uh, you, you're just joining the queue. I mean, Kieran's done it. The vet's done it. What? What? Erica Corey's been on cooking show. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's all oh, so, they, so they just ran out of people. Yeah, basically. Okay, there you go. All right, fair enough. So, anyways, uh, we, uh, you know, I yes, we, got a, we got a lot of good email from uh, last week's double switchover show. A lot of people liked that uh, we had news. I mean, we had. Uh, Mysterious planet stuff. That's what it was. Mysterious planet stuff that we did. Well, both uh, listeners. Yeah. Uh, all two of them. In fact, one of them liked it twice. So there you go. So the. <laughs> Whoa. We've had uh, time. So that was fun. It really was fun, wasn't it? It was. It was cool. And and and, and, and for, if you haven't listened to it, you can actually go back and listen to it on the podcast because uh, both the Next Generation show and the International show is is available on iTunes and also on the Tojinet uh, website, and you can uh, check it out and hear Steve and I talk about some of the strange mysteries of the world, which was really fascinating that uh, we're on the same page with that because we. We didn't plan anything, really, as far as... It's not something Carl... we've ever talked about before, so it's not something we um, we even realized about one another. No, no, it was so cool. Anyway, so now we're going to look at the paranormal news, because we haven't done a paranormal news show for a long time. You know, yeah, well, wait, there's wait. probably a reason for that, though, isn't there? I mean, let's be honest. No, there's so much good stuff in the news. There's never good stuff. Oh, what woman sees ghost? Ghost pushes over lamp fitting. Ghost oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. All right. Ghost I'll hunter start. gets asked. Ghost hunter gets invited to do cookery show. Uh, yeah. So here you go. I I got it. Here it is. This is definitely uh, oh, the one. British athletes claim to have sex with ghost. Okay. So uh, there you go. I mean, that wasn't done before. Well, that's the it's killed it. <laughs> two, two, two British athletes starring on a reality show are claiming to have a sex ghost that seems to haunt their hotel rooms. British para Paralympian uh, Karina Cox, <laughs> no pun intended, <laughs> and uh, retired rugby star Gath <laughs> Gath Thomas. I'm going to get you all. Uh-oh. What did we do? <laughs> I have no idea. What was that voice? Did you hear a voice, Steve? The voice of God. 
I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, Garth Thomas are two <laughs> celebrities competing in the jump, a British show. <laughs> it's called the what? The jump. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, think about it for a minute. I don't know. <clears throat> British listeners to the podcast will have understood that one. Okay. <laughs> we have famous compete in various snow sports. Is that funny too? No. Okay. A ski jump with the stars. I've seen it. Dreadful. You have seen this? Oh, that's dreadful. Oh, the first episode aired Sunday on, of course, this is a little old, uh, Channel 4 Network, but the show is scaring up more attention than what's been happening to the celebs and so uh, in their hotel rooms. Uh, during, episode, uh, during the episode, 25-year-old Cox reported, uh, reportedly asked a new room after being allegedly being sexually violated by a ghost. Oh, Another... I, I'm not getting into the details. Another competing celebrity, Emma Parks Bowles, the Duchess of Cornwall's niece, said on the show Sunday, uh, Cox was penetrated by some sort of paranormal entity. For Thomas, 42, a concurrent. She said that the ghost going in. Oh, my God. This is terrible. Uh, whatever. <laughs> She had a uh, uh, sleep thing, evidently. Anyways, whew, I mean, this is getting a little hot in here, isn't it? Uh, anyways, uh, oh, no. The page just disappeared. Well, that's a relief. Oh, my God. You I mean, was, you think it was well, paranormal, Steve? The page just disappeared. No, I think it was more of an attempt by the ah, television production company. It's back. Oh, God. So, anyways, uh, anyways, uh, the concept of uh, ghost sex arouses a lot of interest. Who the hell wrote this thing? There are some people, spectrophiliacs, who fantasize about spooky encounters. Debunkers, however, aha, see, this is for you, Steve. Debunkers, however, are quick to dismiss the ghost on human whoopee. Who wrote this thing? Ben Radford. The deputy editor of Skeptical Inquirer magazine, a very, very, very prestigious magazine, uh, calls such experience as hypophomic and hypogogetic hallucinations. These vivid hallucinations. Hypnagogic, yes. Yeah, that too. And uh, these hallucinations, which can be sexual, are common to people who are going in and out of sleep. They are often harmless. So there you go. So do I go any more than that? Do you want me I to think that, No, I think you should stop. Shall we go into the details? No. Let's okay. let's spare the so, the two listeners the details, should we? So that was uh, certainly interesting. Yeah. So where do you stand on this, Mister Parson? Well, funnily enough, I um. Funnily I enough. Asked, wait a minute. Funnily. funnily? Enough, Funnily enough, oddly, Fun- by a what, weird coincidence, about a year what is, ago. What is funnily? I've never heard funnily. It means oddly, by a weird coincidence. What, what language? English. Uh, your English or the real English? The real English. Funnily enough. Yes. I, yeah. About a year ago, I was asked to do a piece on this very subject. For no one way! Of, one of our um, national magazines. Um, because there were several 
cases current at that time of people who were claiming to have ghost sex or spectrophilia. And um, <clears throat> I was asked to, um, to give my opinion on it. Really? And it's not a new phenomena, but, you know, essentially there, are, there have been down in quite recent years quite a, a lot of celebrities who have claimed to have um, had ghostly lovers. Yeah. And, yeah, you see, it's not uncommon. Um, and one, when a celebrity tends to claim something, you do tend to get the Me Too. But in this case, I don't think, I don't think that's what you... I think what you're dealing with here is um, you have a reality television program that isn't very good, uh, that needs some media lift. It needs a, it's five minutes of fame to give it a boost. It's not uncommon. I mean, you know what it's like. Every time a new ghost series launches on cable, as a new ghost channel put onto YouTube, an extraordinary piece of evidence is presented. A ghost is caught on camera. Blah, 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 blah. I mean, over here we've got Big Brother, uh, running celebrity Big Brother. Yeah. And one of those who are currently in the Celebrity Big Brother house is our mutual friend, Derek Ukora. Uh, oh, cool. Yeah, I don't think he was there about five minutes before he detected the ghosts of two previously now long dead uh, contestants on the show. And yeah. he, He's so he, good, isn't he? Yeah. Um, and the other, uh, last week, I think uh, a week ago, um, he participated in a demonstration on on the show with one of the other uh, contestants in the Big Brother house. Excellent. Uh, yeah, uh, where he placed a coin and he'd drawn a, a ring around it with chalk and apparently the coin moved out of the circle. However, uh, what was caught on camera was quite clearly Derek, either wittingly or unwittingly, with his thumb or the edge of the um, clipboard. I'm trying to be, I'm trying to steer a middle course here, you understand, because Derek yeah. is a friend of the show. Um, was clearly quiet. seen, was clearly seen to move the coin and then start, leapt back in amazement and claimed that the ghost had done it. So he was either fooled himself by unwittingly moving it or possessed or, or, or perhaps he became possessed or perhaps Sam, Sam did it. I don't know, yeah, but but it was an awkward, it, you know, one of those very awkward moments. Mm. Mm. If you, you know, so this idea of astonishing claim, I mean, how many times is Most Haunted, you know, every time they come back with a new series, did they come back with, you know, Yvette was killed, uh, Carl was killed, Ghost was captured on camera, the most astonishing evidence ever caught for any series, blah, blah, blah. Oh, by the way, the new series starts tonight, blah, blah, blah. I, uh, Maybe yeah. that comes back from the dead. Yeah. But here you've got another ailing reality television program desperate to boost the ratings. So is that what you told that national magazine? No, no, no. I'm dealing with the case. You'd have to scroll. I, don't, I can't remember. Um, you can't remember what you said? I can't remember exactly what I said. The article's online. I'll dig out a link and I'll eventually put it on, online somewhere. Eventually. Well, I've got to find it first. Okay, so there's my story, and despite your... Uh, well, what do you think of it? You mean, you've just read the story. I know, and I was amazed when I was reading it. I just can't believe how badly it was written. I mean, how uh, interestingly it was written. Uh, 
yes, that's, uh, I, you know, I, it, it really took me aback, a you know what I mean? Uh, this didn't take you from the back. I hope not. <laughs> uh, anyway, <clears throat> moving back on. Actually, let's have some proper news because it's please do. Uh, it's so, anyways, so h- how would you rate the story, <clears throat> by the way? How would I rate it? Yeah, that's that's from believability, remember? Uh, oh, from one to ten. Yes, one to ten. That's what we do. Ten being the most believable, one being the least believable. Oh, should we be generous and give them a one and a half? Oh, you are a little Debbie Downer, aren't you? Yep, with this particular thing, I am. Okay. Me, since they were uh, athletes and they were British, <laughs> and I know the British are up and up about everything. They don't lie at all. So really? I, I'm, got, I'm putting this up right there with the... Uh, ooh, I've heard other cases, too, about it. I'm putting it up there, and, and not the celebrities, too. Throughout the, the years, is You're going to give any cases. I'm giving it a seven. Oh. I think that they really believe that happened to them. Ah, they might. <clears throat> well, they're the one telling the story. <clears throat> no, the, the media is telling the story. You're very badly, too. Uh, okay, so let's 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 get on to a higher ground than where we were. Yeah, let's let's light the birthday cake candles and sing happy birthday to the Enfield poltergeist. No way! Is it really? It's forty years this month. Um, it's so it's the Enfield Poltergeist fortieth birthday, the big four zero. Happy birthday, Enfield Poltergeist. Fred. Fred the Enfield Poltergeist. Forty years ago this month, yeah. um, the house in Enfield uh, and the, the family that lived there, uh, ja- um, the two sisters, Janet and Margaret, um, the mum, the the younger brother. Uh, yeah, it all kicked off. Uh, 40 years ago, 40 years, this this very month. Wow. And, of course, um, as celebrated by um, Ed and Lorraine Warren. Oh, really? That I didn't uh, know, because I know they, they, were, they were big investigators in it. I mean, they were the yeah, primary well, investigators during well, the Well, I was case. about to say, um, you know, who had absolutely nothing to do with it, other than, as, as we both know from um, our, our conversation with Guy Playfair, who was the lead, one of the two lead investigators on the case, the, um, that Ed did in fact visit on one occasion and was met by Guy Playfair and said, I could make you, this, you know, this case could make everybody a lot of money, and then he left. Oh. So there we are. But nonetheless, it is, in fact, yeah. The Enfield case is um, essentially such a famous case. I don't think we even need to go into it right now in terms of the detail. However, it's it's safe to say that um, the case uh, took place in London uh, in 1977. Another British one. Yeah, in Enfield, London. Uh, and has been recreated in the media. It was was alluded to in in The Conjuring 2. Uh, which was a complete work of fantasy that was based on the case and based uh, based upon the uh, good story. fantastic. In, it was a hell of a horror film, but nonetheless, um, it's forty years old. It doesn't seem that long. No, it really, doesn't. You know, it doesn't seem. I mean, for those that want to explore it in in full detail. Um, because you know there are plenty of websites dedicated to it, but there are you know the. 
the the definitive book is probably uh, Guy Lyon Playfair's book, This House is Haunted, um, which, which was uh, the accounts of what took place at number 284 Green Street in Enfield. Mm-hmm. And, of course, uh, listeners can stroll back through our podcast to find, oh, it's about a year and a half now, a year or so ago. Just before The Conjuring 2 came out, we, had, we did an interview with Guy, um, and we did... Uh, we did talk about the Enfield case and others. But what many people don't also realise, it's a double birthday. <clears throat> because it's also Gozer the Gozerian's birthday as well. He's 42 because what? Uh, the classic paranormal comedy movie Ghostbusters introduced us to, of course, Gozer the Gozerian. Uh, yes. But it turned out that this demon deity made his presence known during the haunting at Enfield in 1977. He was one of the names that were put forward um, or came forward at that time. So, and of course, the the name was then inspired into the later um, movie Ghostbusters. So it's also Gozer the Gozerian's birthday. Wow. That's amazing. So that's news? Uh, well, that's pretty good. Not as good as my British stars have sex with girls. Uh, well, I think Enfield's probably better known. I mean, how can I even rate that? I guess I don't have to rate it a 10 because you told me it. And yeah. God knows you're never wrong. Uh, well, I've never been to, the Enfield, to Enfield. I... And indeed, we've had one. Um, we, we've had one of the lead investigators on the show. What's interesting about the, the Enfield case is, at the time, of course, I mean, we we often think of the Society for Psychical Research as being, you know, right up there um, when it comes to leaping in, into the trenches and investigating. And indeed, both Guy Playfair and Maurice Gross were members of the Society for Psychical Research. However, the society itself was very, very reluctant to get involved. Um, Almost to the point of having to be you know, sort of poked, poked with a pointy stick to get any involvement from the society at all. And other members of the society who went along to visit were actually very sceptical of the case and very dismissive, uh, blaming, a bit like Joe Nichols' excellent summing up of the Enfield case, you know, the girls faked something, therefore the girls faked everything. And that was an approach that was adopted by one or two of the visiting sceptics from the Society of Psychical Research. Um, and, of course, you know, with a lot of the things that took place there, um, the, the levitation photographs, it's been suggested by some people that this is simply Janet, uh, one of the girls jumping up and down, bouncing on her bed. Although the photographer says that that wasn't possible and many people... We've looked at the photographs so that the poses don't support that idea. Cuddling fairies. Huh? Cuddling fairies. Did you just randomly say the Cottingly fairies? I did. What a weird thing to say. Uh, but you do have... Those, credible... those photographs were uh, verified too, so so we know how good verified photographs really works. Uh, uh, as, as, as I said, the, uh, the idea that Janet could levitate... Um, which is based upon the photographs, has been questioned. Mm-hmm. Although there were people, you know, who looked at the photographs who say that, that the poses that the girl, uh, that Janet is in, 
doesn't uh, support doesn't support that idea. Right. Uh, there is also the, the case of the policewoman who saw uh, the chair moving, and you know, obviously. Oh my God! A chair was moving. Well, that's one of many many um, accounts within the whole case that are difficult for skeptics to deal with and skeptics to. Right. Um, for example, there was a cast iron ga- uh, cast iron fire surround which weighed around, I think it was approximately 40 to 60 pounds, Uh which was wrenched from the wall, which, of course, Nickel then claimed that the girls had done. Now, you know, these girls were slight, you know. But uh, that wouldn't be Joe Nickel, would it? uh, Oddly enough, yeah, that great, well-known... Paranormal debunker, yes. Yeah, well, you know, he... On one occasion... um, Is he ever at the infield poster guy place? I don't believe so. Oh, interesting. I may be wrong, but I don't believe so. But on one occasion, um, one of the girls, um, I think it was Janet, did in, uh, well, anyway, one of the girls did indeed throw something um, whilst in the kitchen and was immediately caught by Maurice Gross and was sternly told off. You know, the, but that was sufficient for most people. You know, the, mm-hmm. This idea that the girls were then responsible for everything, even though um, you know there were incidents incidents that took place whilst they weren't present in the in the property. I'm just wondering why on Skype chat you just put a picture of an emoji banging its head against the wall because I'm talking to you. Oh. Okay. Oh. Moving right along. Yeah. Swiftly on. <laughs> Okay, so that that's intriguing. Well, go on, rate it, rate the Enfield. How can I rate it? Because you you told well, I had me to rate, it. I had to rate yours. So what am I rating? The birthday of the Enfield poltergeist? Or I'm not sure what I'm rating. Uh, paranormality, the your believer. Did it? Oh, okay. The paranormal of the Enfield poltergeist. Was it real or was, was it, it real? Overactive, okay. overactive so imagination. Ten is most believable and yeah. one is least believable so i am going to give the infield poltergeist thing a brand new shiny eight and a half okay just be just only slightly more than ghost sex i know you're Harry. gonna say that yeah because yeah. i believe i believe in yeah i believe well you know having spoken to to the those who were involved to some of those who were involved in the investigation and had the opportunity to uh, look a little. So, what are you deeper. giving it? Well, I'm going to give it a full nine and three quarters. I, I don't want to go for a ten because Ooh. there's no such. There can't be a ten. Um, uh-huh. The nine and three quarters rates. Do I believe that what took place there is currently inexplicable? Absolutely, yes. Uh, mm. Does that mean that uh, had we had it taken place today with uh, modern idea, modern technology. Could uh-huh. we have perhaps understood more about what was taking place? Possibly, yeah. possibly. But I, I think that the investigators at the time did an excellent job with the resources they had. Of course, they made mistakes. Um, they, they had never encountered such a such a case. Um, although Mori, uh, Guy Playfair had had, um, had investigated many poltergeists in South America. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, inevitably, 
you're in a situation of chaos. You you don't have any of the controls that science so so desperately loves you to to have when conducting any form of experiments or measurements. So you're trying to eke what you can out of this chaotic situation, trying to in, trying to get some usable information from the from the uh, chaos. And I I don't think many modern investigators would have done um, any better. Even Joe Nickel. Uh, with the exception of the Warrens and Joe Nickel. Yeah, okay, good. I wouldn't want to cast any dispersions upon the elite actually, I, of our Actually, time. I would. Maybe, maybe Joe could sue us. I don't know. That would make an interesting show. Yeah, that would. Anyway, it reminds me of the time that most thought that it was going to sue us, but that's another story yeah. for another time. Anyways, I think we're coming up to the break. I'm not sure I can get my story not in. far off. Well, what, I'm a little well, confused. I, I'm not, well, I, I don't know if I want to start it because it's such a good story. I mean, if you thought the the British athletes having sex with ghosts was good, this one perhaps will take you up another ladder. So, anyway. All right, why we'll chit-chatting for another couple of minutes before we go to break. Well, I do want to well, mention... What? promote spirit quest i was just doing that steve you are unkidding look at that we we are we're we're like like two twins separated at birth we should do a cookery show oh my god i was just thinking that anyways uh yeah spirit quest don't forget steve will be coming over here uh at the end of september uh and uh spirit quest is the 29th no, the 29th, 30th, and October 1st. It is Houdini and Doyle, and uh, it will be amazing as always. I think this is our sixth one, Steve? Uh, sixth Spirit Quest, fifth, of, fifth with me in attendance. Unbelievable. It's, you know, it's, it's only gone up since you've joined it. <laughs> I keep wondering how we keep getting away with it. <laughs> but it, it is a fantastic time, and if you haven't gone, I highly recommend it. So. Uh, a lot of weird stuff going on there. But anyways, uh, check out the website, negosproject.com, the letter N, the letter E, ghostproject.com. And uh, next month, uh, September, uh, whatever it is, the first Tuesday of the month is the regular Red Light Seance. And we never know who's going to drop in. Last time, we had Nancy Reagan made a uh, spot appearance. Good old Nancy. How you like that? I, I wasn't there. Uh, hopefully, she'll pop in when I'm when I'm over. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Maybe say hi. Uh, she could. I mean, I I don't know. Maybe there's somebody out there that wants to speak to you, Steve. That's that, that you've been ignoring, and uh, they'll come through. Uh, now that it, would be cool. Could happen. Uh, you know, maybe the friend from the uh, the Coast Guard station that gave you the raspberry. <laughs> yeah. So there's the tune, so we got to take a break. So anyways, you listen to Ghost Chronicles uh, Next Generation. No, no, no. No, Ghost Chronicles International with Steve Poss and Ron Cole. And when we come back, I'll have another fascinating uh, news story. Not as perhaps as good as having sex with those. We'll be right back. Welcome to Tokinet, radio with a cutting edge. 
the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more, all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. Ghost Chronicles International with Ron Coldeck, New England's very own Van Halen, and me, the gold standard in ghost hunting, sorry, who is uh, waiting with bated breath for Ron's next story, because during the commercial break, I decided to change the blade in the box cutter, and the whole thing's felt a bit in my hands. Paranormal. Yeah, so while Ron tells you the story, I can find the little tiny spring that's popped out and made it made good its escape. Oh, that's all right. I'll send one over. Anyways, this is an interesting story, as they all are. The Bruise Man of Friendsville. How a chest full of haunted artifacts saved me from being murdered. See, I thought I'd grab your attention. When you oh, yeah. spend the better part of a year traveling around the country with a chest full of the world's most haunted, cursed, and paranormal active artifacts, road trips become a lot more unpredictable than they already are. As curators of the Traveling Museum of the Paranormal and Occult, my wife Dana and I have found ourselves in at the mercy of restless spirits more times than we can count. From playing victim to unexplainable car travels to being straight up stranded in ghost towns, ooh, Despite the uh, occasional trauma, I can't help believe the haunted actors in our uh, collection enjoy being with us. Uh, they have a home. There's uh, no better example of this than the time they saved my life from being murdered in the middle of rural Maryland. Anyways, on our way home... Whoop, whoop, whoop. On our way home from an event at the White Mountains of New Hampshire, my neck of the woods, 
Dana and I decided we'd drive down the New England coast, cutting through Maryland on our way back to Cincinnati. I hate to tell you, but uh, Maryland is not in New England. Uh, after a busy morning in Salem, Massachusetts, did we ever find Salem, Massachusetts? Yeah, we did. Oh, good. Oh, good. Uh, <clears throat> we need to go back this fall. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's not happening. A long it day is. of a long day of driving. <laughs> we found ourselves at a gas station near the border of West Virginia. It was hey, two in the morning. That sounds like our trip to Salem. We found yeah, ourselves at the much. border of West Virginia. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I think it was actually. Uh, okay, where was I? It confused me. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. So, anyways, uh, it was two in the morning and a perfect time uh, t- to uh, refuel. So I made myself inside the building. And grabbed the snack. And when I stopped, I or when when I was stopped by a voice from behind. Ooh, a, hmm, that's scary. Wait, I gotta move it. Uh, love the bumper sticker, buddy," said an older man in heavy camouflage jacket, pointing to the honk if you listen to Art Bell sticker, or honk if you listen to Ghost Chronicles International sticker. Is what he really should have said on the back of his car. Do we yeah. have stickers? Oh, we could. We should, right? Sure. Maybe we. Should. I struck up a conversation with the man, recounting the classic uh, <clears throat> uh, Ghost Chronicle International uh, tales of Mel's Hole and a rogue airplane pilot driving into Area Fifty One before I talked. Turn to the rest of the stickers on my back of my Zion. Buffon, Bigfoot, Planet Weird. You must be a paranormal investigator. Yeah, man. Uh, I prefer professional weirdo, uh, he replied half jokingly. But I guess you could say I'm doing that. I make a living chasing monsters. The man's face lit up. His eyes widened as he leaned closer. Ooh, this thing is terrible to scroll on to keep moving too far. If yeah, you want to prompt you episode of the Teller of Curious Tales very being very badly told. Yeah, very badly. If you want to see monsters, you ought to head to Friendsville. Down yonder, he whispered. The Down great... yonder the They graveyard. have monsters. They do. There is monsters among them. The graveyard just out of outside of town's got a creature in it. Big red eyes. People see that bastard all the time. Never, uh, never want to turn down an adventure. Uh, I had the man jot down directions on a scrap piece of paper and punched in Friendsville, what a name, in my GPS, and hopped in the car and uh, to and share the news the news with his wife at two o'clock in the morning. Right? Uh, who was eager to get there and stretch her legs? I don't know why she couldn't stretch it there at the store, but that's another story. Uh, a half an hour later, while driving through the tiny town of Friendsville, remarking how quiet and dark and empty it seemed, even their sole gas station was closed. At last count, the community uh, consisted of just 500 people. This is a pretty freaking long thing. It appeared that every single one of them in town was fast asleep. So I uh, took out my map and started to look for the graveyard. <laughs> I, I paraphrase there. Uh, we drove slowly down the roads, yaddy, 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 yaddy. When I was blinded by a pair of light, high beam lights reflecting in the rear view mirror, the sound of a 
hollow bango ackled in my ears as the cod lurched forward. Out of nowhere, someone had crashed into us. Holy shit, Dana said. Can I say that? No. Did someone just hit our car? I quickly placed the car in park and hopped outside to access the damage. Behind us was a boat. What? Behind us was a boat? A boat of a car? Oh, a Lincoln. Wait, this guy's got to learn to use his metaphors differently. The driver opened the door and uh, eliminated the with the passengers in the back seat. Two men, blah, 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 blah. All right, so big deal. So there's a bunch of guys here. All right. Uh, the driver's door slammed shut, and the dome light clicked off. Da, 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 da. Uh, slowly, the figure of a man lurched forward into the red lights of his tailpipe. Yada, 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 yada. This guy tells a crappy story. Uh, I can see the... All right. Anyways. Uh, the mere sight of the man's face was enough to creep me out. It looked like he had gone through a meat grinder. Oh, there you go. Here's something interesting. Uh, I am so sorry, the bruised man exclaimed, half yelling. By the time I saw you, I couldn't put the <sighs> breakers, breakers on fast enough. <laughs> what the frick is this thing saving us? <laughs> ah, da, da, the bruised man, button the scions, I... loader. <laughs> oh, yeah. I yeah, I know, boats. I okay, don't think yeah. I made it that far. <laughs> I, 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 how big is this stupid thing? <laughs> so, anyways, uh, anyways, so where the hell is he getting saved by anybody? I don't know. I'm just wondering if anybody left on the podcast after after getting. The, the, I suppose that bit could always be fast forwarded. So anyway, all right, flash, <laughs> fast forward, fast forward, ba 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 ba. He says, uh, okay, the only reason you aren't being robbed. Nine. Wait a minute. The only reason. Nine. <laughs> Data sat up straight behind me. The only reason you aren't being robbed or killed right now is because one of our haunted objects got out of the card and they were trying to warn us. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. She is likely the bruised man and temporarily slammed into the car so they could kill him. Blah, 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 blah. Boy, that was a horror tale. I give that a freaking two. So, anyways, the the guy come out of the car and they jumped back in and they rode off and everything was cool. Why was that any written anywhere? <laughs> they made me go through all that and I thought it was going to be decent and then it just freaking died. Seven minutes of my life, I'm never going to get back. Me too. <laughs> So never visit friendly Friendsville in the middle of the night. It's not as friendly as his name suggests. This that's the pet tagline for this thing. Well, so at the least guy, went, I was going to say at least he went traveling with it. I'm going to bring this one back on course and say at least he went traveling with Air India, who this week their flights uh, that route into Chicago have been uh, at the center of some controversy because the crews are refusing to be put up in a Chicago hotel because they are, they've been sensing negative energies in their rooms, according to the Indian News Agency. So spooked very, very bad, very, very bad. So spooked have the crews been, facing these paranormal activities at the hotel, that they've written to Air India's management, asking the carrier to take immediate action. The crew's deputy chief of 
cabin staff has written a letter um, complaining that the nerve-wracking experience at the Chicago Hotel, they don't name the hotel, unfortunately, um, has left most of the crew members scared of sleeping alone. The letter does not specify the exact nature of the paranormal activities, and the news report doesn't specify the hotel. India Today, uh, one of the national papers of India, could not independently verify the veracity of the letter, uh, but the news agency, however, reports that it had asked Air India for a comment, and that airline sp- an airline spokesman responded by saying that the matter is under in- investigation, and we are in contact with our Chicago station. So, there we are. Um, Indian Air India crews have been requesting a do-not-assign-me status to any Chicago flights until the hotel is changed. So we're very, all... very bad, very, very bad. like your accent. Very bad, very bad. I'm still trying to get over this freaking bruise man thing. Is what? How the hell did that thing save it? I'm tr- I read the article again just to see if there was something that made any sense in it, and it doesn't really. Um, it's something to do with pterodactyls, wasn't it? I, I don't know. It's this, this well, I distinctly remember pterodactyls in a boat. Uh, probably. I have no clue. Why was there a boat there? Oh, a boat? That's what he was describing his car as a boat. Oh. Uh, so he said if they... I don't get how the freaking things saved his life from being murdered. Whatever. I was going through the other paranormal stories of the week. You know, the ones I'm going to take uh, up drinking, I think. Yeah. So am I All right. So anyways, I'm going to rate you rate your uh, news about the airlines. Uh, the, problem, the problem with it is, is this lack of um, Air India have confirmed it because they're investigating the matter. But we don't know what's happened and we don't know where. So it's very difficult to score that one. No, it's pretty easy. Okay. It's obviously, well, it, it's a story. India, well, they're India, obviously, take it, take it seriously. Mm. So I'm going to give it a, a whole five. Well, I'm going to give it a seven. Really? Yeah, because if they're India, I mean, they've obviously confirmed that their crews have made complaints. So um, I believe them. Really? Yeah. But scrolling through the, I mean, there's all sorts of ghost stuff. You know, you've got the uh, ghost knocking over stuff in the uh, in a, an inn in Harlingen, Texas, and that's going nuts online currently with four million views since the weekend. Um, but I keep getting drawn to one further down, and I can't click on it while we're on air, unfortunately, because it'll go in the spam mold, right? Yeah, and we'll be all distorted. But this is a Western Australia crocodile eats a damn shark in front of tourists. Oh, darn! And it's a whacking great crocodile eating a shark. Just in time for, uh, you know what, for uh, Shark Week. Yeah. Mm. That is... Well, I mean, yeah, shark. I'm I'm still still in shock over the freaking bruise man, how he was saved by murder. I don't... I, I... I can't get that back out of my life. I'm I'm totally. Hmm. So the world's first talk about haunted objects. The world's first haunted object 3D scanning project is confusing. Oh, yeah, confusing I... ghosts. Well, it would. <laughs> and producing uh, paranormally active prints. Well, what is this? 
we, we're short of paranormal active objects, aren't we? We could knock out a few more $900 go, uh, dolls. Yeah, that's a good uh, business. And, and it's an excellent business. I'm sure. So, I'm sure Zach would buy them. Well, when he's think, buying everything else for his haunted museum down over in um, California. Well, yeah, but he wasn't saved by his murdered items like the bruised man. We don't know that. We don't know anything from that story because we all lost interest in it. I mean, I think I lost interest, and in I was reading it. <laughs> That is horrible. Why is this guy still there? Oh, he's still here. He's in this story. He's in this story too. Just shoot me, please. I'm well, I, th- I think I, I think well, whatever the story was or might have been, it, it could sounds have been. like or could have been. It sounds like a hey, we've got a haunted museum. We're coming to your neck of the woods soon. Don't forget to come in and see us because I bet you the tail end of that article will have a full schedule of uh, their appearances. Oh, but. So, what do you know? They got some pictures here of them and their some of their haunted items and some huge uh, banners as well. So are we not just dealing with yet another promotion? Yeah, three D. So, anyways, but going back to the three D, let's let's not even mention them their name again. Yeah, okay. going back to the the stupid idiots that maybe read that. Um, it it kind of makes sense though, right? Because. You know, if you look at relics, if you believe in relics, and relics uh, don't have to be, you know, pieces of people. They can be just items they touch. So if you have a haunted item and you make a 3D thing of it, it could be haunted. What do you think, Steve? Uh, Uh In the production of a holy relic, it has to be touched to uh, a higher relic or the original saintly person but with, with regard to three-dimensional printing you would end up with a reproduction but that's like saying you have a haunted vase and on that same day when the factory made 10,000 other identical vases that they would all be they would all confuse the ghost that haunts the original vase and you would have 10,000 haunted vases which clearly doesn't happen, does it? Well, wait, wait a minute. Aren't you the one telling me you have all those, what's that doll that you're, you're burning in the UK there for, for TV shows. Yeah, but that's not, that's not the point. The point, the point of well, the, well, what the, is art- the point, what is that? Well, the point of the article seems to be that scientists are using uh, 3d scanning technology and 3d printing technology to replicate haunted objects. Right. The, the ghosts are then getting confused because they don't know the original from the presumably, uh, differently made three dimensionally, so uh, ghosts are that stupid, huh? Well, it would imply that ghosts are incredibly stupid, and yet you know, that's, not, that's not what we're told by psychics and mediums and spiritualists, because they're, oh. they're, they're telling us... I mean, 3D, 3D printing usually uses a plastic medium um, in the main, so there are some metal printers, but the majority are plastic. And I think, you know, if the object was china or wood or paper or, or you know, some, something else, I think, you know, a plastic replica of it... Uh, but the whole idea that then the ghost would be confused simply because it's a copy. As I say, it, it, a factory will make a thousand vases in a production run, mm-hmm. and one may become haunted or may be thought of as being haunted. But then the other 9,999, which are absolutely identical, were made at exactly the same time in the same place alongside the original, aren't. And the ghost doesn't seem to be, can get confused and just wander aimlessly from vase to vase does it? it it 
you know, it, it knows. So I can't see why a ghost would necessarily be confused by a 3D print. It sounds like, yeah, it just doesn't seem to stack up, does it? Okay. Here is something that you and I have both, I agree with you, so we'll, I'll have to forget it with that one. I'm done with that. Uh, <laughs> so here's somebody that we actually attempted to get on the show, but we never did get on the show. But we did Big get... Thought. Well, no, my, my brother hasn't been on yet, right? Uh, anyways, uh, no, we, we had a gentleman who did a show called Haunted Australia. Do you remember that? Ray, Ray Jordan. Ray Jordan. And so the headline reads, Famous ghost hunter dies in mysterious circumstances after negative force entered his life. It's not you, Ray. Oh, not Ray. It's the Indian. That's, yes. that's ancient news. That's cool. I know, but I just happened to be there. I was looking at it. It's paranormal. I thought you were going to say he's come back. Yes. Guvara <laughs> Viwawa is uh, discovered unconscious on July 7th as he passed away uh, shortly there, investigated under mysterious in circumstances. July 7th, 2016. Uh, probably 15. Who knows? Uh, the 32-year-old... Indian Paranormal Society claimed to have over 6,000 investigations under his belt. He's a busy little boy. In seven years of paranormal investigating? So they're done with him in Chicago right now. Uh, let me figure that out. Seven years divided by 6,000 is what? Uh, just shy more of... Than, more than yeah. he did. More but than he did, I can tell you that. Yeah. I don't think he did them all. Anyway, he's obviously had some help. Uh, yeah, whatever. Isn't that weird, though? I mean, uh, not as weird as this. Oh, that's years old. This you is got something better. better? Oh, oh much. Now you're going to have to find the link to this one yourselves, ladies and gentlefolk, uh, because on July the 9th, the Colorado uh, Bigfoot newspaper shared audio um, that they recorded one night whilst out around the campfire eating beans. The sound is very quiet because it's off a distance in the forest. Uh huh. They often use some headphones, but they claim that the deep mumbling is the low frequency, um, and then over the top of it is the crying of a newborn baby Sasquatch. Really? Yeah. Sasquatch birth? A newborn baby Sasquatch crying um, caught on audio in beginning of July in Colorado. Were you able to listen to this fascinating... Yeah, just Google the newborn baby Sasquatch crying. It's all over YouTube. Uh, Uh If you don't like that one, of course, you can always uh, head over to Northern California because um, there's been a series of trail cam images of a chicken coop um, in Northern California. Uh, Well, apparently he wanted images of his chicken coop at night. He heard a big noise near the chicken coop and ran outside to check things. All he found was a perfect, uh, perfectly fine chicken coop and a dark figure retreating into the forest. The trail cam appears to show a large humanoid, perhaps even Bigfoot himself, who just wanted to hit some, some nuggets. Some chicken nuggets? Yep. He was after the, was after the chicken's nuggets. Uh, no, that would be, never mind, Rooster's Nuggets. But that's besides the point. Uh, God, this is so scary. I can't get all of, over all these amazing stories that we've run across on. Hey, wait a minute. 
Oh, well, we've got another. Oh, yeah. Bigfoot's been busy. Uh, head up to Washington State, uh, where a nine year old boy um, has also recently had a sighting in the Pacific Northwest, where Bigfoot is apparently often known to roam. But I thought Bigfoot existed in Maine. No. And New Hampshire. No. Northwest. No? Northwest. Yeah, I thought you also. I thought Bigfoot sightings. Nah, are... we don't really. Get well, what's this stuff about the East Bridgewater Triangle and the Bigfoot sightings there? Uh, I've seen the documentary. It's look. It stars Anne. You know, like it she's is. In there. It is she's, not Bigfoot's packwudgies. Uh no, it definitely says Bigfoot. Yeah, whatever. I don't think it was actually referring to Anne, but in... but whatever. They do claim Bigfoot in New England. Well, not that I know of. I haven't seen him yet. Ser- seriously? I haven't seen no him. Big f- Hang on. Big, big foot, new. We're English. running out of time here. So, I know uh, we're running out of time, which is why I'm tired. Uh, I guess I'm the, more important. There you go. Bigfoot Ed, sighting in the Berkshires, New England. First thing that pops up. Ed, Lara- Ed oh, and Larray Warren's worst nightmare. Haunted devil doll, doll sells on eBay. That's what I was talking about before, $900. $182. Oh, no, 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 $900. Uh, one in 182 Now, this is one in the UK. No, this is Ed and Lorraine Warrens. Yeah, no, this is in the UK. This other one. Is, is this, this Ed and Lorraine Warrens? No. Okay. This is Ed and Lorraine Warrens' worst nightmare, haunted devil ball, sells on eBay for a bare $182. Did you buy it? No, I didn't know it was on sale. The haunted bunny doll was snapped up on eBay in a couple days. Damn. Oh, it is. Oh, it's terrifying looking. Absolutely terrifying looking. Yes. The northernmost New England state, whilst relatively small in size, yep. presently two researchers represent the BFRO in New England, both reside yeah, in yeah. Maine. We've yeah, investigated absolutely. several areas around Maine in which credible sightings of Bigfoot have been Credible submitted. by who? We are currently mapping out all the reported credible sightings in Maine, yeah. New Hampshire, mapping, Vermont. Mapping. Yeah, we, we're mapping, yep. In yeah. addition to New England, Quebec, and New Brunswick. Yeah, yeah, let me see. What, you where, said there weren't any. There aren't any. Those guys are whack. Mount Cutter, hang on. Cutter. Hey, if we we the went to that Cutter wait a minute, we went to that cryptoid museum, they would have told us that was cool. Was but in Maine, Mount Catadin, do you know that one? That was in Maine. The museum would have told us if we had Bigfoot walking around. Well, you better check your sources because it pops up there in the Berkshires. Have a word with uh, Mr. Manta. I hate to say the Berkshires, yeah, in Massachusetts. Have a word with Mr. Manta, uh, Mantello. What's that got to do with the... He's the, out there. Maine. He's so out. what's it got to do with Maine? I don't know. Oh, no, and Maine. And Maine. Anne's in Maine? The sightings in the Berkshires. Anne is in Maine? When did she and, go to Maine? And in Maine. And in Maine, yes. Okay. And Vermont. You said that. And, of course, in... Um, Anne's in Vermont, too. She gets along. East Bridgewater. Ah. Yeah, okay. So anyway, Sister Bell, we got to go, thank God. I'm still worried about that freaking Bruise Man story. I can't believe they put that on. That was like the most boring thing I've ever read. And I only read half of it. Thank God I spared our listeners the other half. 
So yeah. basically, the scarred man face, the bruised guy's face, saw the crap in his back thing, and he let him go. Cause but he's he wants known, to come and visit his haunted traveling museum. Because he, he's known as a, haunt, as a, as a murderer and a, and a robber. So they, please visit his haunted traveling museum. Please do. Please do. Yeah. Tell him, tell him his story sucked. Uh, so can I say that? Oh, yeah, I guess I did. Anyways, I guess we've got to wrap it up. Uh, we want to thank you so much for uh, listening to that fantastic story about the bruise man. Thank God we started off good with the sex with the British accents and the ghosts. That was good. After that, we just went downhill. <sighs> so anyway, Steve, Mr. Parsons. So anyways, Mr. Parsons, you, you've ruined my TV career and cooking. And, uh, I've probably so. saved lots of people from food poisoning. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, it would have been a great show. I, I'm sure I would have been awesome on it. And uh, yeah, yeah sh- shared my my recipes and uh, told ghost stories, and you would, it just would have been fantastic. I, Actually, I, uh, I'd also add that in addition to the list of characters I gave, who've oh, been shut up. Richard Felix in, uh, has also done paranormal c- uh, cookery. What? Yep, dining with the he did a dining with the something or the uh, dining with the day which he stole from me. That's possible. No, no, no. This was a television program. Okay, uh, come dine with me. I think it was called. Oh, come dining with me. Fine. Where they had to where they had to cook and prepare a meal. Yeah, so I can do that. That's not a problem. Anyways, I got to go. Everybody else is doing it though. Yeah, big deal. I'm going. You're just late to the party. Yeah, but I would have got paid. Told Goodbye. You, I'll, po- I'll postpone. Yeah. Till next time. Uh, yeah. Whatever. Adios. Good night. God bless. Are we done? From goalies to ghosties, long-legged hipsties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.